Hey, hey, everybody, episode number 98. It's Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. So I hope everybody's got plans for the weekend. It's supposed to be a beautiful weekend. We're talking mid-60s to 70s. I know, like, by the beginning of next week, we're talking high 70s. And uh, But it's supposed to be a nice weekend. Um, and uh, I'm going to try to enjoy some of the air. I need out of this house a little bit. I know I got some yard work that needs to be done. I obviously am not in the condition to be doing that right now. But I can at least go out and do some supervising. So I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping I can make something happen with that. Because there's a lot that needs needs to be done. I got all this post-winter cleanup. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm the only one. Maybe I'm not. But it seems like no matter how much you clean your yard before winter, because you're you're sitting there thinking, well, let's get all this picked up before the snow flies, you know. No matter how much you do that, when the snow melts, there's like a new layer of stuff that just magically finds its way all over your yard. I don't know how that happens, but <coughs> it has definitely happened here. And... Uh, <laughs> I, I gotta get I gotta get everybody on board to go out there and help me get this stuff cleaned up. But, but yeah, the uh, the weather's supposed to be great, and um, I think we're gonna try to enjoy it. So hopefully, hopefully that happens. But we'll see. I got I got a birthday party to go to tomorrow night. Uh, take my kids and stuff, and we're gonna go do some garage partying. Kind of excited for that, and. Uh, Exciting news from yesterday. I went in to the orthotics specialist and I got uh, set up and we did the molding and everything. The cast molding for making the new AFO for this right foot and ankle. So, I'm kind of excited. I honestly, I think Brody was more excited than me. (laughs) No, I, I think that's impossible. I'm I'm excited. He's 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 pretty darn excited. He is pretty darn excited. He was really happy to see how this foot and this ankle looked, and uh, thinks that we're gonna be really really successful with controlling it and uh, getting it built up. So hopefully, fingers crossed. Hopefully, we get that thing done. And and uh, Brody's pretty busy. He's he's. He is one of the most recognized uh, prosthetics and orthotics provider in the area now. He is making a heck of a name for himself. So if you're listening to this show and you need input on somebody to do your prosthetics and orthotics work, definitely reach out to me because I can get you in touch. And uh, and I know, I know uh, Brody's got guys coming from from all over the place now because his work is just so good and he takes so much time perfecting the product you know it's there's nothing generic about it i mean everything is so personalized that it's just great it's it's great the guy does absolutely amazing work and that's pivot uh, prosthetics and orthotics up in gillette wyoming so if if you want to look them up and check them out definitely do that um they're just they're a great bunch that whole bunch is just cool i mean i i go in there and i i uh, i can literally talk to anybody in that office and i enjoy the time 
that I get with them. So, so if we get all this perfected and stuff, I'm actually going to kind of miss them because I'm not going to be in there as much. So, but no, they're a great company. I, I just, I, I love that company. I love that I was fortunate enough to, to cross paths with that bunch and, and, uh, the story, the story behind, uh, everything I went through and getting to that point with uh, pivot. Um, it's a great story. Hopefully you guys have been listening, <laughs> so, but no, I, uh, I got the casting done it. Hopefully, hopefully you can get on it fairly quick. He is, like I said, he is a busy guy, but they, uh, that is a step, step ahead. And then as soon as we get, as soon as we get somewhere with, uh, with this one, we will cut the other one open and get going on it. So fingers crossed. This is, this is smooth sailing here in the near future. So, but anyways, I, uh, I wanted to get on here and I wanted to do an episode before, before the weekend. And one of them, or one of the reasons I wanted to make sure I had another one out by the weekend was because I am obviously trying to promote some fundraisers and stuff we're doing. I definitely need the help. I'm like, I'm in the sweat it mode. And one of my things has always been don't sweat the little stuff. Like, but I've categorized this as all big stuff. So I feel like I'm in, I'm in the boundaries of, when to when it's appropriate to be sweating (laughs) but no i've got i'm i'm stacking bills up and stuff and this medical coverage thing is like not happening fast enough and and, uh i've still got stuff that we need to do in this house and and uh try to make some things better and kind of make this situation a little less painful and and uh anybody that's gone on and, and and shared the the fundraisers out of my facebook my social media and uh, those that have shared the fundraisers for for the other things like the uh, the uh, breakfast benefit that's going on in Gillette, um, I want you all to know that I really appreciate that. Keep up the good work because uh, it sounds like we are making a little ground with that. I'm not not exactly sure where we're at with it, but I I have been told that we're making some ground on that, and uh, that's exciting and it's it's awesome that I have people. That's one of the things that I like about this. So. One of the things that I, I, I'm trying to promote with the fundraiser thing isn't just about helping me in my situation. Some of it is to try to prove to other people that when you're in a situation or when you're you're just completely lost in your life, that if you reach out, there's, there's something out there. There is something out there that will reach back. And, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to do that to to help a lot of people that that don't see that there's so many people out there that that just don't see that there is there is help out there you know it may may not be a whole lot you know but every every little bit counts and every little bit that that you can put together to to make a difference for yourself and and uh and get through whatever it is you're going through it it's it's important that you make that that effort because uh, a lot of people don't even try, and that's that's uh, when things go bad. I mean, I uh, I'm a huge advocate for mental health stuff, 
and uh, I, I actually hope that this summer we get a bunch of mental health stuff going on. I'm actually kind of reading. That's why I'm talking a little slow. I'm reading through some of the plans, but this summer I'm, I'm really hoping to get a bunch of the mental health stuff kind of kind of out there and rolling. I know the Shane Inspires website. If you guys haven't been on there, it's www.shaneinspires.com. Uh, get on there and check that out. It's got uh, links to my the podcast and stuff in there as well. And uh, it's got some stuff in there about fundraising and, and the different things that I want to try to do. And, and uh, overall, it's just a neat site. Get in there and check it out. It's got some stories. It's got the actual story that you're listening to. It's got uh, the story from like back when I was growing up and where I came from and, and uh, what created me. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, uh, <coughs> it's a, it's a great website and it's got a bunch of, uh, Guillaume information in there and it's got links into the other website that I've put together to try to promote awareness and, and stuff for, uh, Guillaume and, uh, CIDP. So <coughs> get in there and check that out. I definitely encourage that, but, uh, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully I can get a bunch of that pushed out there because this story, the story that you've all been listening to for 98 episodes after you get done with this one, um, the story, and this got brought up the other day. I, I had somebody like reach out to me and they were like, man, you really need to be, you really need to be out, uh, speaking on behalf of like Guillaume awareness and, and kind of get the word out there about the about the disease and stuff. And I said, you know, I'd, I'd love to do that. And I love promoting the awareness about Guillain-Barre and providing a little education about it and kind of what to watch for. That is a big part of everything that I do. But that's not all I want to do. I, I, I want to reach so many people on so many different levels. And the story itself has touched so many different people with so many different situations that you know I I have reached out and I've been effective in the suicide prevention side I've I've been effective in the addictions uh, the addictions support and and overcoming those challenges and I've been effective in and so many different challenges that people have come up with it's not just about Guillaume Bracey it, it really isn't like I, a lot of the people that I've sat down and just had time to talk to. I I had I had companies uh, when I was running around the country. I had companies that would would stop me and say, "Hey, you know, if you got an hour, could you maybe talk to talk to my employees a little bit, kind of share with them what you've been through and and stuff." And and it actually got brought up this morning. I I was reading reading one i had another company actually reach out to me they invited me back um i guess they've they've uh, after covid and stuff they've hired a bunch of people and stuff and the the human resources lady is just asking she's like you know i i'd like to see you come back and just chat with everybody and spend the afternoon with us to uh <clears throat> to kind of help uh show that you know no matter how good you have it in, in your life and what direction you're going, that don't take your life for granted, that something can happen overnight. 
and she wants to promote this based on a lot of different reasons i was reading through the list and she wants to wants to push that in terms of uh trying to help everybody make sure they've got adequate medical coverage uh that they have that they have a backup plan for their life you know what how they're going to get through situations if something like this happens because it can happen and she's just doing the best she can to take care of their employees and have them prepared in the event something happens and i really respect that so i uh, i've done some of that but the point is is <clears throat> this story is it's a good promotional piece for for advocating for uh guillain awareness but it's also a good piece to touch all kinds of other avenues and and i really i really want to make sure that's what happens i want to i want to cover a wide range of people not just the the people that are affected or have been affected by guillain syndrome you know i i love my guillain audience as a matter of fact i just picked up another another patient that's in the hospital um right now in florida and uh i've been talking to their family a little bit and uh something i enjoy doing it's just it's part of the part of the thing you know i really enjoy that i i'm i've got 20 some odd patients current patients that i deal with well i guess there's a couple of them that have been released and they're they're just trying to figure out their place back out in the real world now but i'm still still communicating our little girl that i was uh running uh back and forth with with her dad a little bit um from down there in arizona uh she's doing awesome she's she's been released out of the hospital you know uh like i want to say three or four months back she got released out of the hospital she wasn't in there very long but she was a full body effect uh like mine but she's she's just a little kid and uh but she's been she's been let out she healed up really fast she healed up great can't even tell that there was anything ever wrong with her so that's exciting stuff so i mean that's that's what it's all about though and that's what supporting me you're not just supporting me you're supporting that right there and and all of that like i said not just the guillain uh world you're you're supporting the suicide prevention and and anxiety and depression and and uh how to how to uh respond and be be uh, constructive with how you actually get through those situations but it also i mean in in work i've got people that have like uh issues with work and it's challenges you know that they they face at work in the in the line of work that they're in uh, police officers fire department uh professionals i mean they uh our military i've got some military guys out there and, and gals that that uh that i've done a lot of consulting with and and i'm a huge supporter of of anybody that's been involved with our military and could use some good uh support you know i mean that's something that i do so when you are supporting shane you're supporting all of that and i just want to make sure everybody knows that so so that's what i'm promoting so definitely like uh get in there check out the website www.shadeinspires.com um the uh 
uh, the website's got a lot of good stuff in there. So definitely get in there, check it out. I appreciate everybody's support. I really do. And, and, uh, but we're going to get on with the story here. I actually just left you off in the last episode where Lawrence Horn, the DNL pilot car owner from Gillette, Wyoming, uh, took me out on a road trip, which was my first little paid drive. I think he gave me like a hundred dollar bill or something to just drive his car back from Provo, Utah. And, uh, <coughs> and we had a good time. I learned more about the state of Wyoming that I've lived in forever than I'd ever learned in any history class. <laughs> so it was, it was awesome. It was a great trip. And I learned that Farson, Wyoming up there, the town that might have 10 people right there. I don't know. They don't have very many people right there, but they have a gas station and they have one of the best sandwich and ice cream shops in the state. Guaranteed. Get up there and check that stuff out. So, and, and, and I remember that ice cream because when we went through there, Lawrence is like, yeah, you want to make sure, you know, you, you, uh, consider how much ice cream they're giving you. And I, and the lady's like, well, you want two scoops or one scoop? And I was like, well, you know, just, uh, just for safety purposes, let's do one. And, uh, one scoop of ice cream is like more than any extra large Dairy Queen is ever going to give you guaranteed and it's good ice cream it is awesome ice cream so so yeah get up there and check that stuff out but yeah we got back it was a great trip a few days after we'd gotten back I was sitting at home and Lawrence called me and I always loved how how he said stuff when he called me he, he always like had this this tone and this like seriousness with his tone that like the man meant business, you know, and, and I like that. I like when people talk to me like that. And uh, so I'm sitting at home one night and and uh, I was in there just watching a movie and Lawrence calls and he's like, well, what are you doing? And I said, just sitting around. I was like, you ready to go buy something else on the auction? And he's like, well, not exactly. He's like, I got something going on and I need a pilot car up in Buffalo to take a haul truck box to Black Thunder Coal Mine in Gillette, or just outside of Wright. And uh, I was like, man, and he's like, and I told him, I said, man, Lawrence, I, I'd love to go and do it. I just, I don't know if I can, like, I have what it takes to set up the car and put up signs and and so, like, if I got to get out and try to direct traffic or something, because I, I do, I did know a little bit about the pilot world. I, but I told him, I said, I don't, I just don't know if I can do it. You know, I, if I can do it and be safe about it. And he's just like, you know what? He's like, don't worry about it. All I need is a body to sit in the driver's seat and drive, and somebody that can answer that CB radio and call out when there's something coming back at him. And, the other guys that are there will help you set up the car and make sure it's all ready to go. And and uh, and I was like, well, you know what? Let's let's give it a try. And I uh, he's like, well, come out to my house. He's like, come out to my house and 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 uh, grab one of my cars. And uh, you'll have to be in Buffalo at nine o'clock in the morning. Awesome. So I went out and I went out to his house and I got a car and. And uh, which was Toyota Camry, and and I later learned how smart Lawrence Horn was with uh, 
buying all these Toyota Camrys. <laughs> so at first I was like, man, you know, you, it's such a small car to be escorting such a such big things going down the highway, you know. I but <clears throat> he was smart about it, and it was those lessons that I eventually learned, you know. And so I go out and I grab the car and I bring it home, and I like couldn't sleep that night. I was like wide awake the rest of the night. I was so excited. I was like, man, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna do something productive. And I'm going to go work. So I was excited. I was really excited to see what what this was all about, you know, because I had helped pilot heavy equipment stuff of our own that we had moved around in the past with the companies that I worked with and, and some of my own stuff in the past. And, uh, and I'd helped uh, do some piloting with uh, like some house moves and stuff like trailer houses and and stuff so like i'd been around it and i knew the basics you know so i i I had the i had the concept in mind but i was i was excited because i know haul truck boxes and it's because i worked at the coal mine these boxes i mean these are haul truck if you don't know if you're listening you're like well what's a haul truck box you know if you're listening and you don't know, so a haul truck at the coal mines, especially the coal mines here in the Powder River Basin of Wyoming, we run some of the world's largest dump trucks. So back when you were a kid and you had that big uh, Tonka dump truck, that's this, only it's about the size of a three-story house. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of truck. <laughs> so, and, and in a sense, so we're talking we're talking uh like the trucks the haul trucks that i used to drive used to be able to carry up to 400 tons of material dirt and then that's how big these these trucks are so these trucks like as a matter of fact when you're sitting in the cab of one of these haul trucks you're sitting in something that's 30 feet wide Okay, and we're gonna move the box, the bed of the truck. We're gonna move it down the highway on a trailer, and we're gonna take it down the highway. Now, if you think about it, just to keep it simple for everybody, like the highway from reflector pole to reflector pole, uh, narrow highway is right around thirty feet. <laughs> so, so. Uh, so yeah, we're uh, yeah we're gonna we're gonna get this done, and I'm like excited about it. I can't sleep. I'm like stir crazy, up all night. As a matter of fact, when I got up the next morning, I finally just jumped up out of bed. I was out of bed like two or three hours earlier than I was I needed to be, and I got in that car and I went into town and I found something to eat for breakfast and. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and go on up to Buffalo because I don't want to be late. But yet I still showed up like an hour early. <laughs> but I get up there and, and the, the the group of people that I showed up there wasn't what I expected. I didn't know who Lawrence had working for him and stuff. I had no idea what the people that he employed. Well, I get up there and there's there's a bunch of like older people uh, walking around with these other pilot cars that have Lawrence's name on them. And, uh, 
I'm like, wow, you know, like there's nobody here that's my age. You know, I'm in my mid thirties and there's nobody here that's my age. So I was a little like, I felt out of place. I was like, man, these, these guys have way more experience and everything than I do. Like they, uh, they, uh, you know, I was guessing these people were in their late sixties, seventies. And, uh, I, I've been in those situations before and I wasn't accepted. Like I, I just wasn't accepted. Like I was that young guy that just showed up and they're like, Oh, who the hell is this? You know? So I was like, Oh man, you know? So I get up there and I get out of the car and I'm standing there. And one of them walks up and just the nicest person I'd ever met walks up and he shakes my hand and he's, he, uh, he's like, name's Rick. And, and I was like, told him my name and I, I met a Dennis and I met a Connie and I, met a Gary and it was uh, and I met a Ray and and I, and I was just like like everybody was so nice and everybody was like jumping to help me out and, and get the car set up for me and we kind of had a quick run through about you know what where they wanted me as far as positioning goes because this particular box that we were moving at that time we had to have five pilot cars out there and uh and I think we might have actually had six. But, and that was putting two in the back and uh, three or four up front, however we worked that out. But, but uh, and they, they told me, they're like, well, you're going to be up front. We're going to put you up right behind the lead car and just kind of, you know, even out the spacing between the cars. And anytime there's traffic coming back, wave your flag out the window and, call back on the radio what's coming at us and and uh if it's semi trucks get on the radio and tell that truck on the cv what's coming at them and and uh we'll be just fine you know so uh (laughs) i i'm like wow you know i mean this sounds pretty easy but but everybody was just so nice this is like the nicest group of people I've ever met out out working. Like I, I've met some great people out working. So if I used to work with you and you're thinking, well, geez, thanks a lot, Shane. Like, no, you were great too. Don't get me wrong. But these guys were just, they were so helpful. And this was the first time. This is like my maiden voyage back into any kind of a working world. <clears throat> and I sat there and I, and we had a little time while they were loading this box. It was coming out of a fabrication shop up there and the coal mines actually what they'll do is it's 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 more beneficial to them to take these boxes off and just ship them into a big fabrication shop that's set up to rebuild these boxes over time they get beat up and and they need a little repair here and there and sometimes they'll just they'll run them until they can't run them anymore and then they send them in to have them rebuilt so these guys were awesome though. I, I get up there and they, they're asking what happened and I got to share my story with them and they all got a little education about me and, and I have to talk to them and most of them are like retired out of the military and and uh, some of them retired uh, big high up, higher up positions out of like the oil field and stuff and uh, they, uh, they, they're just great people. They're, they're people to this day. So I mean if you guys are thinking in into the perspective of it this is this is like five years ago okay so this is five years ago 
and and I'm still uh, good friends. I still consider these guys. I just talked to one of them just a couple days ago. They're they're great people. So we all get set up and everything, and they bring this box out of this building, and this thing it's thirty feet wide, thirty foot wide dump truck box. We're gonna haul this thing down the highway about 90 miles to one of the coal mines and i'm excited and i'm nervous <laughs> so but it was it was cool it all worked out great this was the coolest experience i ever had we get out on the highway we got this thing going this thing goes so wide it goes from reflector pole to reflector pole we're taking it down the highway and our job is to keep the traffic out of the way get them shoved off into to uh, pull outs and stuff, you know, turn offs and, and whatnot, because we got to have all the room. We have to have every little bit of that highway to move this stuff down the road. And we make our voyage with this thing. We make a smooth move all the way out to the coal mine. And everything went so good. Everything went so great that this opened up a new doorway for me. It opened up a new doorway. And it opened up a doorway with a group of people that turned out to be some of the best people I've got in my life. And uh, and, it, and it just continues to get better. So we're running out of time on this episode. I, I've started this new uh, new adventure. I get a phone call back that night. And Lawrence asks me if I, uh, if I want to do a little more of this. So we're going to keep going with this story. Because it gets a lot bigger and a lot better. And I love every bit of it. And uh, I'm excited to tell you guys all these stories. So so anyways, though, we're out of time. I want everybody to enjoy the weekend. Get on there. Check out my website. And, uh, and yeah, and get out there and enjoy the weather. Get out and enjoy the weather. Do my website at night. Go and enjoy the days. And uh, check, check that out later. But God bless you guys. Thanks for listening. We will see you guys back here in episode 90. Nine.